Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Laura podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and smarter movement patterns. So together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today's podcast is for Movement Monday, motivational words of wisdom. The words of wisdom here are really uh, about some clarification for plank. Plank position and then lowering from plank. People ask me, so many questions about plank position. You would think, how is this one pose <laughs> cause so much uh, doubt or just question? There's so many questions about plank, I guess I should say. So in plank, your hands are on the floor, your feet are on the floor, your legs, your knees are off the floor. So, and you're looking like a plank, like a board. And there's a lot of variations of it. I've talked about this in other podcasts, and I think I have shown it in my trainings. You know, some variations are with one arm behind the back, feet a little bit wider. That'd be a one arm. You could have your arm forward. You could have one leg up. You can have one arm and one leg up. Then of course we have side plank, which is essentially just taking plank and turning it and keeping the hand in the same alignment where the wrist is under the shoulder and not overly turning in the ribs and torso so that you stay in plank, but you're just facing sideways. There's forearm plank where your forearms are down and you're still holding plank. And I think the main thing to first focus on is plank is a rigid core. And rigid is meant in a good way, like stiffened core, co-contracted trunk, all of this stuff. So from your um, bottom of the neck to the base of your pelvis at the pelvic floor, everything on all sides and through is working to hold and stabilize the spine. So if you imagine the spine as one line, it's not quite a line, there's curves in it, but imagine the spine as one line and then you have the force of gravity coming down on that line. So there has to be things that are holding it up. 
because gravity's force, and then combined with the weight of your torso, will make that plank be weaker or sag or anything like that. So you have to contract strongly the very um, proximal muscles, which are the muscles as close to the spine and the ribs, that is holding the position of plank. So that's the first thing you have to get going. Glutes are on, deep abdominals are on, obliques are on, all the scapular stabilizers are working. The question would be, how do you make sure that you're working the scapula stabilizers? And if, because I, what I, people will ask me, well, I've heard some people say you should have your shoulders protracted or scapula protracted in plank. Other people say you should have your scapula retracted. Retracted is where it comes together toward the spine. Someone asked me, what happens? What do you mean by, she wrote, what's the difference between attaching your scapula to your back ribs and pulling your scapula down your back? So let me mostly talk about the shoulder girdle at this point once you've gotten the rest of the trunk in alignment. And by the way, if you need to, lower your knees in plank because we are unweighting a good portion of your body, the center of mass of your pelvis. And that is really helpful for the primary endeavor of holding the stiff, tight core, the rigid core. If you are sagging in your low back or even overly rounding in your upper back, because that's another sign that you might not be holding that core really stiff, then you might need to lower the knees to just unweight some of it. Then you work on where the scapula is in position. And this is, in my opinion, the best way to do that. You can start off on all fours or you can start off in plank and lower the knees so you can work this without getting exhausted and going into any habits. Lift the front of your throat up. So you're like lifting your skull up in, in space without lifting your chin. So you're, in other words, you're getting your cervical spine in alignment with the rest of the spine. Because the other thing people will do is they'll either lift and jut their chin forward or they'll drop the head down. The weight of the skull is heavy and they aren't using their deep neck flexors to hold the neck in line. So say you've got that in position. What to do with the shoulder blades? Are we protracting? Are we retracting? Are the scapula? What do you mean by this? Is scapula on the rib cage? What you you don't you want a neutral scapula position in plank when you're practicing the actual optimal position of plank. That doesn't mean you can't practice some what I call serratus puffs, where you're protracting and returning to neutral. That's a way of charging up your serratus to work. Serratus is working in a in a concentric way when you're doing serratus puffs. But that's not how you want to hold your plank because usually when you're rounding like that in the upper back, you're trying to hold from your chest wall and the scapula is not in an ideal position of transferring weight from your hand through the forearm, upper arm bone into the scapula onto the back ribs. When it's more protracted like that, it's not as efficient for that energy exchange. What's more efficient is when the scapula is in neutral. How do you find that neutral position? So your knees are down, so you can practice this. And what you want to do is just let your chest soften toward the floor without bending your elbows. So it's like you just literally let your chest soften and the scapula can slide inward in a retracted manner. Then from that position with the elbows still straight, 
lift your the waist of your belly up so you're not letting kind of your guts spill out. And you're not rounding the back, but just hugging that front body up into the back body. And when you do that, you should feel the scapula naturally will come to a position where they're not retracted, they're not protracted, but they're more neutral. And then from that place, feel the, the contact of the scapula on the back ribs. And that is what you're aiming for. You want to hold that scapula there. So what does that mean? You literally have to picture it like your scapula. And you can do this with me now. You can have your hand on your thigh and draw the scapula into midline or toward the spine and then pull the waist back a little bit. So the scapula slide away from the midline slightly to a more neutral position and then feel where the scapula is on the back ribs and glue it together. Like really use um, this active um, muscle control to pull the scapula onto the back ribs. Now for people who have very little firing power there, that's going to feel odd. And what I suggest is you can do this in that plank position with your knees down, or you can do it sitting if you're practicing right now, bringing your hand on your thigh, your elbows straight, and say my right hand is on my thigh. You can take your left hand and come under your right armpit and place it on the scapula and then pull, really pull the scapula onto the back ribs. So that left hand is pulling the scapula forward in space and that, and then slowly remove the hand from the scapula and attempt to hold the scapula where it was on the back ribs. That takes muscular strength to do. Those are your scapula stabilizers that are holding it there in an isometric way, which, which is active by the way, it's just not moving like you would in protracted. So in answer to this person's question, what's the difference between holding the scapula on the ribs and, and pulling them down the back, pulling them down the back is the action of depression. And that is not what we're aiming for in a plank. We're aiming for a neutral position of the scapula and then holding the scapula on the back ribs there. When you pull the scapula down the back body. The only time I would actually even use that as a thought, I don't really would use it much as a cue, but I would use it as a cue like in Cobra. So you take your plank, you lower it to the floor, you pull your hands back toward your feet, and that will bring the scapula lightly together in a little retraction and lightly down in a little bit of depression. And that's about as far as you want to go. Now, if somebody's walking around with really upwardly rotated, elevated scapula, they're going to have more range to go to find that position because they're already starting in, in some degree of elevation. And if they want to get that scapula in more neutral, it's going to feel like they're sliding the scapula down the back. But that cue has been used and overused and kind of like apply to all when it can't be applied to all because you don't want to always be depressing your scapula. There's, there's a time for that, but there's a time where you don't want to be doing that say, when your arms are up overhead in a flex position, to tell somebody to slide the scapula down the back there is not what you want. Now, in plank position, you're in a shoulder flexion, but at 90 degrees. So you're, that action of a little depression wouldn't bother you here, and it might, in fact, help you gain some of those stabilizers to hold the scapula onto the back ribs. I'm hoping this is all making sense because plank is a place where you can really train all this stuff well. So let's review. 
because plank position is the the topic here. The wisdom of plank. Why is why are planks so important? Why are they so important? Because you're weight bearing through your feet and your hands, maybe through your forearms, maybe through your knees, but you're getting feedback from the floor. So it's a developmental stage of of sorts. Even babies, like when they start before they're crawling, they'll a lot of them will like pop their knees up and they're in a plank. And you're like, holy moly, look at that little strong baby. It's part of our hard wiring to explore from the floor and get all this energy there. And and our shoulder blades, our scapula are getting a, a tremendous amount of feedback from the weight bearing into our hands. So plank is such a treasure. We should be doing planks all the time, but we want to do them well. So as a review, come onto all fours, get your neck in alignment with the rest of the spine, let your chest soften a little bit to the floor without bending the elbows. So you're just letting that, you're getting some thoracic extension there. And then as you hug the low belly in, you aren't changing that thoracic extension, but the scapula will find the more neutral position on your back body. Everything harnesses and holds tightly. So sides of the ribs are holding in, front of the ribs are holding, the glutes are holding, the the neck is holding in alignment, and then you can lift your knees off the floor and step back in a plank position without shifting your weight off of your hands and stay there. And in that position, you might for a while feel like your scapula is popping off. I see this, uh, the, the winging of the scapula. And so what I would say for you is go back on your knees and really work to get that tip of the scapula onto the back ribs as well as you can. You're going to work those muscles in a cobra position in a prone position where you have your arms in goalpost and you lift. I do this on in every single one of my classes because the upper back and the scapula stabilizers are that important for really optimizing functional movement. So go plank away. Send me a picture of your plank. If you have any questions like, hey, Laura, does this plank look okay? What can I do? Send me a picture. I will look at it and I will like mark it up in any way and give you advice. You can write me at lara at movementbylara.com and do me a huge favor and go share this episode with five of your friends. Subscribe if you haven't already. Get your friends to subscribe. And that makes me so happy. And rate the um, podcast and let me know what you think about it because other or let other people know what you think about it because they want to come and see what I'm doing as well. To do all those things, that really helps me out a lot and I appreciate it. And send me your plank pictures. As always, I'm pulling for you and sending you lots of love. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.